a regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad you're with me on the program today. We're going to be talking with Larry Keene. You know, normally when we talk with Larry, we're talking to him in his position as uh, Senior Vice President Executive uh, or General Counsel of the National Shooting Sports Foundation. But today, we're going to be talking to Larry in his uh, new role as Treasurer of the Liberty Rising PAC, a, a new political action committee that has been uh, started to safeguard our freedoms, hoping to play a, a major role in the 2024 elections. We'll uh, get to that in just one second. But, uh, you know, before we do, Biden's America, well, it is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch next time you go to the grocery store. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that is why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews, and they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. And uh, now let's turn to uh, our conversation with Larry Keene of the National Shooting Sports Foundation and, again, the treasurer of the new Liberty Rising PAC about the 2024 elections and uh, what this PAC is hoping to do to ensure that our liberty is not only safeguarded, but, uh, in fact, grows even stronger. Take a look and a listen. Larry, thanks so much for coming back on the program. Good to see you again. Very good to see you, Cam. And uh, so, you know, last time we were talking, you were uh, uh, teasing an effort that was coming up where gun owners can you know, actually uh, 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 take a stand beyond purchasing uh, firearms and ammunition to uh, to support the firearms industry. Uh, talk about this new political action committee that just launched. Well, let me just say, people should still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't want to de-emphasize that. But uh, duly noted. Really, more about what they can do to protect the American way of life, their liberty, their freedoms, the Second Amendment, their First Amendment rights. Uh, It's not so much supporting the industry per se. So. You know, we are in some challenging times as a country, as, as we saw just this past week in in Washington with uh, what was going on in the House uh, of Representatives. And what we have been seeing for some time now, the rise of socialism, the rise of this woke culture, suppressing our Second Amendment freedoms, what we see the Biden administration doing, what, what we see going on, um, you know, suppressing people's ability to speak their mind, um, you know, at school board meetings, uh, in classrooms, on college campuses, and certainly the effort to suppress the exercise of Second Amendment rights while we have out-of-control crime and George Soros-funded prosecutors not prosecuting. So, um, NSSF, in response to these challenges, has Uh, launched uh, a super PAC called Protect Liberty PAC uh, to 
um, raise resources in order to help elect um, people to Congress, to the Senate, to the White House, who will stand for our liberties, who will protect our freedoms, including the Second Amendment. But all of our, you know, our, our way of life in America is under attack. Our freedoms, our liberties, things you and I, Cam, took for granted growing up that you had a First Amendment right to say what you thought uh, and people didn't have to agree with you, but you had the right to speak your mind. And that's just not the case anymore in college campuses. But, you know, this craziness um, where, you know, uh, men can compete in women's sports and win medals and trophies. And, you know, I mean, uh, you know, and, you know, the effort by the Biden administration to literally crush our Second Amendment freedoms at every corner, at every turn. So we need to, you know, try to make sure we stem the tide, reverse this uh, rot, frankly, that we see, this erosion of our liberties our freedoms. And so we've launched Protect Liberty PAC uh, to try to uh, help elect people who will stand for protecting our liberties, our freedoms, our Second Amendment rights, our First Amendment rights, uh, and all the other values, American values, traditional values that, that we hold near and dear and that are what make America great. You know, we're, you know, it, it troubles me deeply that we see polling that shows young people believe that socialism is a better form of government than representative democracy. I mean, that is really frightening to me. Um, it it, it so. is. I mean, when we were uh, when we were younger, you know, you you, you may have seen the uh, kid in college with the Che Guevara poster on his wall, right? Yeah. But uh, th- 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 those were quite literally the odd men out. Um, you know, I, I think it has become. Um, more acceptable. I, I, you know, I'm curious. So this is going to focus on federal elections. It sounds like, right? Will the PAC be getting involved in any state level races? Uh, chiefly uh, federal elections, uh, but we will take a look at important, critical state races as well. Um, you know, we're we're just starting this, so uh, you know what we can do will depend upon the resources that we can uh, marshal to the fight, but, and, you know, like, as you know, because you follow politics, um, it, you know, in Congress and the Senate, for example, there's only a handful of races that are competitive. There's only a handful of races uh, that will determine, you know, who controls the Senate. Is it gonna be pro-freedom, pro-Second Amendment, pro-liberty, you know, candidates being elected in these key races, or are we gonna, you know, have more and more um, socialist leaning, big government, you know, um, politicians who don't respect our rights, don't respect our liberties and freedoms. So, uh, you know, we don't expect to have the resources to be involved in every single race. I wish that we did. And, and maybe we will. Maybe people will respond positively to this. But there's a void out there in terms of resources to defend our liberty, our Second Amendment rights. Uh, and so, you know, the industry is trying to step up uh, and help lead the fight to try to restore and protect our liberties, our freedoms, our Second Amendment rights, our First Amendment rights, you know, the American way of life, our values, our, our, 
what makes America great and the greatest country in the world is quite literally under attack from, you know, the woke mob, you know, the, the, the squad, uh, and, and from efforts to, you know, have national registration of gun owners, to have so-called universal background checks, which as you know, is national registration. And you can't confiscate until you know who has them, right? right. So, and that's why that whole thing is so dangerous because, uh, you know, we see it, right? We see it in state laws now where, you know, you, you can't have standard size magazines and, you know, you have to turn them in. You have, you know, you, you legally purchase a pistol with an arm brace and then poof, magically, uh, the government decides you're a felon and you have to destroy it or turn it in or you go to prison for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, listen, DOJ, you know, and, and I think you and I have talked about this before, uh, you know, their position right now is um, that the Second Amendment only applies to, quote, law abiding, responsible Americans. And there is no limiting principle to that. Uh, there was just a uh, defender, public defender's brief that was filed in uh, U.S. versus Rahimi talking about the lack of any sort of, you know, restraint on that attitude um, that if you run a stop sign. You run a red light, you get a speeding ticket. Now, you're not a law-abiding citizen anymore, right? You've broken that law. Now, you might pay your fine, uh, but according to the DOJ, once you've done something as innocuous as that, you Can have you placed yourself ticket? outside of the right. realm of, of you know, where you uh, of being able to exercise your rights. Now, they're not, that's not the current law, but there is no limiting principle to that position. That's exactly right. So you get a parking ticket, you're, you're unlawful. And if they can take your Second Amendment rights, they can take your First Amendment rights, your Fourth Amendment rights, your Fifth Amendment rights, your Sixth Amendment rights. You have no rights, uh, and that's the problem. And, and we're we're seeing this. You know, for example, we have this engaged in the business rule, proposed rule by by ATF that has no limiting principle, right? And it, the rise of the administrative state. They don't care what Congress says. They don't care what the statute says. The statute doesn't say you display one gun um, for sale um, and you're now engaged in the business as a dealer. And if you don't get a license from ATF, uh, you you uh, are a felon. I mean, nowhere in the statute does it say that. It has to be an ongoing repetitive course of conduct I mean, all of those other requirements didn't change. <clears throat> so they want to make 400,000 or so people uh, felons if you don't register as a, uh, and get a license. And of course, that's all just to establish. And they admit it. They don't, they don't hide from it. It's a step in the direction of universal background checks. There was, a, um, there was an interview with Peter Ambler of Giffords uh, at Politico. I wrote about this yesterday. Um, he's, he's stepping down. Giffords, by the way. He's, he's stepping down, right? So Politico sits down and does this real softball interview with him. Uh, you know, what, what was your favorite moment? Uh, you know, things like that. But one of the things that they, he, they asked about was Joe Biden. Um, and Ambler said, you know, listen, it's not about getting Joe Biden to come around to our position. He, he's there. It's just about supporting his presidency. And, you know, he's done the vast majority of things that we've asked him to do, they said. Um, but he also talked, he used the phrase radical incrementalism to describe the gun control lobby's approach. And what you're just talking about, I, that, that's why that came to mind, because this is, I think, an example of radical incrementalism. They're not saying, hey, you can't sell your private collection of firearms anymore. 
But what they're doing is taking this step, again, through regulations that a lot of Americans are going to be completely unaware of, that says, if you sell so much as one gun from your private collection, and you do so, you drive a penny of profit from that. Uh, you know, and not even factoring in, you know, the cost of inflation, you might not have actually made any money. But if we think you made money, you don't even need to have made a profit. Well, that's true. In fact, they don't even they say you don't even need to actually complete a sale. Right. It's just the the act of offering that gun for sale means that you are engaged in the business. And as you say, now you're subject to all of these federal regulations. If you don't comply with those federal regulations, then you're looking at felony charges. That is, I think, a perfect example of the radical incrementalism that Peter Ambler was talking about. They're not going out. They, 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 you know, listen, none of them have come out in support of Gavin Newsom's uh, proposed 28th Amendment. None of them were in support of that here for the kids movement that uh, called on Jared Polis to issue an executive order banning guns. The gun control law is not stupid. Oh, no. Uh, oh, you know, no. The, and so they, they're, they're not going to get behind stuff like that. Uh, but instead, they're going to do this step by step, take as much as they can, fly under the radar as much as possible. And then all of a sudden, as you say, we wake up one day and we realize, oh, our rights still exist on paper. They still exist in theory, but they don't exist under the law because there's no way for us to exercise that right without committing a crime. You're exactly right. I mean, two quick points. In the Mexican Constitution, there's a right to keep and bear arms on paper. It doesn't actually exist in Mexico. And every town, the gun control groups literally have an office in the West Wing. Literally staffed by a every town federal lobbyist. I mean, when I read the article about Peter Hamble, I said, oh, he's gonna end up, <laughs> he's applying for a job in the White House. <laughs> right. If he ends up there. Yeah, that well. wouldn't surprise me either. So this is very real. I mean, and again, we're talking about it because it's our world, the Second Amendment. But, you know, this woke culture where you know, dudes are allowed to compete in women's sports. And how dare you say anything? You're, you, you know, you're anti-LGBT, you're anti-transgender. You know, it, <clears throat> if you insist that, you know, pronouns are a rule of grammar. There's something wrong with you, you know. If if you disagree with conduct, Black Lives Matter, you're a racist. I mean, people are not allowed to speak their minds freely. If if you show up at a school board meeting, the FBI is going to investigate you as a domestic terrorist. This is frightening. Our American way of life is under attack in this country from the extreme left. When you have college students saying socialism, you know, it is a better form of government, it tells me, one, they don't know what they're talking about, and two, they're not getting a proper education, because we know everywhere that socialism has been tried, it fails, it suppresses freedoms, right? So this is, I mean, very, very scary stuff. We've got to wake up in this country, and we need to start fighting back. And one way your audience can do that, gun owners can do that, is by supporting, you know, Protect Liberty Pact so that we have the resources to elect people that will stand for our American way of life, our cherished constitutional freedoms um, and liberties, including the Second Amendment, the First Amendment. I worry about the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I just think we... In our way of life, you and I grew up in the America we grew up in, 
is rapidly disappearing. And if we don't do something, it's going to be gone. Another four years of a Biden administration, you know, a, demo, a fully democratic controlled legislature, with, you know, not Democrat per se, but anti-gun, anti-freedom, pushing these policies um, is, you know, it just further erodes our liberties and freedoms. So. All right. Well, listen, I want to this is not going to be a Politico Peter Ambler softball interview. I'm going to ask you a hardball question here. Um, one of the things that we've seen from like groups like Everytown, they, you know, they're running ads in Virginia. We've got elections coming up in November. Their latest ad talked more about abortion than it did gun control, um, which is weird for a gun control group. The the face of gun ownership has changed um, quite a bit over the past couple of years, as NSSF has noted. Right. We've got more minorities mm -hmm. buying guns. You've got more people who don't look like me who are exercising their Second Amendment rights. And I think that's fantastic. So how do you broaden this issue, right, or, or broaden what it is that that, that the uh, PAC is fighting for without alienating uh, some of those new customers? You know, you just talked about Black Lives Matter. You talked about the uh, transgender movement. How do you tell those folks, hey, listen, we support your right to keep and bear arms. We support your freedom of speech. We support your First Amendment rights. Um, but we also are going to take a stand against, you know, the Black Lives Matter as a organization or, uh, you know, uh, uh, transgendered individuals wanting to compete in women's sports. How do you strike that balance? Because obviously the Second Amendment is for everybody. I've always said, you know, self-defense yes. is human right. So how do you as a pack articulate your message without turning off some of these new customers within the firearms industry? Well, because <clears throat> just as the. Second Amendment is apolitical, agnostic. Um, it, it is colorblind. It is gender neutral. It is, as you say, for everyone, for all humans, because all humans have a right to self-defense. All Americans should want to have their First Amendment liberties protected, their Second Amendment liberties protected, because the, our cherished constitutional freedoms and liberties are for everybody. They're for all Americans. Everyone should have the right to speak. Everyone should have the right to keep and bear arms. Everyone has the right to stand up at a school board meeting and say, I think that's wrong to teach that to our kids. You know, when the left says, you know, parents don't have a right to have a say in their children's education, that is wrong. That's not the America we grew up in. And so, Whatever your, uh, you know, gender, whatever your race, whatever your, you know, sexual preferences, it doesn't matter. The Constitution is for everybody and everybody deserves those freedoms and liberties and they're being suppressed. And you go back and look at history, right, in, in Nazi Germany, who whose rights were suppressed? Who was, you know, uh, right? The guns were taken away from. Everyone, you know, homosexuals were put in concentration camps. Jews were put in concentration camps. Catholics were put in concentration camps. You know, um, gypsies were put in concentration camps and murdered, right? All under the banner of socialism in Nazi Germany. Uh, if people don't think these things can happen in America, right? And it sounds very doom and gloom, but, you know, Talk to people who have come to the United States from places like communist Poland, 
and what they think about American freedoms versus what they grew up in, in, in socialist, communist Poland, for example. I just listened to an interview uh, on uh, Jack Carr's podcast of a former SEAL who's an immigrant from Poland talking about his life growing up in communist Russia and how his, he was thrown in jail for, for essentially First Amendment freedoms in that country. And if you don't think it can happen, um, you're wrong. Look what's happening in Ukraine. I mean, people, whatever you think about the war, I mean, the Russian military is committing horrific human rights violations and murdering civilians in Ukraine. Look what happened in Cambodia. Look what happens in China. I mean, these things can't happen. And if you don't think it's possible in America, better wake up because all of this can happen here. People just take our rights and freedoms for granted. And meanwhile, they're being eroded uh, and undermined and suppressed. And it, it's accelerating, I think. I mean, you know, this, this woke ideology is very dangerous. Absolutely. You know, colleges are not, you know, college campuses used to be where people, you know, could have a debate, a free debate, right? Why was tenure grants where people could could express unpopular thoughts and not without fear of being fired. Now, you know, it's indoctrination. They're suppressing speech. Conservatives are not allowed to come on college campuses. They get attacked, literally attacked, not verbally, not challenged in, a, in an open debate. They literally get physically attacked and assaulted. And we've seen it, right? I mean, in college campuses uh, all across the country. You know, our way of life's under attack. And that's why we've created and started Protect Liberty Back. And people can support it if they choose. I hope they will consider it. You just have to go to protectlibertypac.com, protectlibertypac.com. And, and whatever you can do to support the effort, I assure you, you know, it's, it'll be used to, to support candidates um, and a, that's a, you know, support liberty, freedom, and, and we'll stand up for our way of life that we know in America. And that certainly includes our Second Amendment rights. Absolutely. All right, Larry Kane with Protect Liberty Pack. I appreciate uh, you coming on the program. I know we're going to be talking uh, much more in the future, but I appreciate you joining us today, sir. It's always good to spend time with you. Always good talking with you, Larry. Thank you so much. I appreciate Larry joining us on the program. Looking forward to having him back again before long. Uh, right now, let's turn our attention to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. Actually, before we do that, just another reminder about Biden's America that is crushing us. Companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Again, just <laughs> look at your grocery bill. Next time you head to the store and a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is you need a plan. You know it and I know it. And that is why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 company of the year, thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today... Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin, so don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. 
Now let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report will start there with a case out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, where a man who pleaded guilty to shooting somebody not long ago is now facing new charges. Fox 23 in uh, Tulsa reporting that Jamarcus Richardson pled guilty to assault and battery with a dangerous weapon in March of last year. Now, he was sentenced to four years in prison about a year and a half ago, but he was let out on time served on the first year and was given a suspended sentence for the other three years, meaning that basically the time that he spent behind bars awaiting trial was all the time behind bars that he actually had to serve. Five months after he was released, uh, police officer Danny Bean says, tells the police have arrested him again. Uh, According to an arrest report, Richardson and another man were found in a parking lot with a car. Inside were ski masks, a uh, AR-style pistol, ammunition. Now, as a convicted felon, Jamarcus Richardson is not allowed to possess a firearm at the time. Uh, He and a uh, accomplice, uh, Torin Morgan, uh, both arrested on Tuesday night. Uh, The report from Tulsa police say uh, both have uh, at least arrests on uh, gun charges, drug charges, gang charges in the past. Uh, We know for sure that Richardson, again, has that uh, felony record. uh, Unclear whether or not uh, his uh, uh, alleged accomplice, Torn Morgan, uh, is prohibited by law from possessing a firearm uh, either. The district attorney's office went on to say that, uh, quote, possessing a firearm after a felony conviction is not only a violation of those probation rules, but it's also illegal in the state of Oklahoma and a felony crime. Mr. Richardson is presumed innocent until and unless a judge or jury determines otherwise, which is absolutely the case. And, and Fox 23 notes that uh, Richardson, able to bond out of jail just hours after being arrested, according to jail records, um, again, maybe... Well, you know, I don't know enough about this case to know whether that's appropriate. You can't hold everybody in jail while they are awaiting trial. You just you just can't. Um, given Richardson's previous criminal history, including a violent felony, right? Again, he was charged with shooting somebody. I think you could make the case that uh, Mr. Richardson poses a, a danger to the community and maybe should be held without bail until trial, but that is uh, not the case. No, he's already back out on these streets, and uh, hopefully this is the last time that his name appears in uh, local news, but who knows. Uh, Today's Armed citizen story from West Virginia, where a a jury has found a man uh, connected to a a fatal Christmas morning shooting acted in self-defense, and prosecutors obviously felt otherwise. They brought charges but a, a jury has cleared 31-year-old George Michael Bush III of all charges. He was accused of a, a fatal, a morning, a fatal uh, a shooting on Christmas morning in December of 2022. A family member was shot and killed inside a home in Kanawha County after allegedly trying to break up a fight. According to prosecutors in the county, the jury determined that Bush was acting in self-defense and that the shooting was actually justified because there was evidence that the victim, quote-unquote, was beating uh, Bush's father, who's blind. Bush was also facing charges of use or presentation of a firearm during the commission of a felony, as well as wanton endangerment. But again, a jury has uh, cleared George Michael Bush III of all of those charges, finding that he acted in self-defense. I, you know, again, this is a, a different disposition than what we saw in um, Northern Virginia recently, where that delivery driver who uh, shot that YouTube quote-unquote prankster uh, who was accosting him, 
they ruled that he acted in self-defense, but they still convicted him of discharging a firearm in a building, which I still don't get. And a judge has continued to keep uh, Alan Coley behind bars while his attorney argues that that charge should have been thrown out because it's incompatible with, again, a justifiable use of force. Thankfully, in this particular case in uh, Kanawha County, uh, West Virginia, it seems like the jury got it right. Uh, finally today, in the right place, at the right time, we weren't able to do the right thing. An update to a story we told you about not long ago. You know, when that uh, tropical storm, I can't keep track of all the names, by the way. This one even impacted me. I still can't keep track of the names. When that tropical storm came through, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and it came up the uh, coast of South Carolina into North Carolina. There was a lot of flooding uh, in North Carolina. And you might remember this dog that somebody had left outside, chained to a fence. The floodwaters were rising. And a police officer happened to be in the area, see the dog, rescued the dog. Well, we've got an update on the dog. The uh, dog who was left to drown has a new name, and it is the uh, name of the officer who uh, helped rescue him. And he is also now up for adoption. This is Benjamin, a very good boy, who's at the uh, Pitt County Animal Services. Uh, officer Benjamin Schultz was the officer who uh, saved. Benjamin the uh, pit bull, who had been uh, tied to that fence uh, in uh, Greenville, North Carolina. A uh, video posted to the uh, Greenville Police Department showed the rescue. Now police sharing an update, uh, letting folks know that he is uh, heartworm positive. So he will need an owner who's willing to give him the extra love and care he rightfully deserves. Estimated to be about a year old. Uh, The owner accused of uh, leaving him tied to the fence, by the way, has been charged with animal cruelty. If you want to adopt Benjamin... Cost going to be about $135. It covers his neutering, full vaccinations, as well as a microchip. And again, you got to keep up with the uh, hardware medication. And again, he is at the uh, Pitt County Animal Shelter. Uh, if you are so inclined to uh, bring Benjamin into your home. If I was not full up on dogs, I'd be driving down to North Carolina this weekend. But uh, the house is full and then some with canines. But I hope that Benjamin goes to a very good home. And again, uh, thank you to Benjamin Schultz for uh, rescuing that very good boy. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program as always. I hope you have a great rest of your week and a fantastic weekend as well. We'll be back with another edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company on Monday. But until then, we'll be updating the website, bearingarms.com. All weekend long, keep me up to date on the latest Second Amendment news and information. Delving into the amicus briefs surrounding U.S. versus Rahimi. Oral arguments now less than a month away. My colleague John Petrolino took a look at the uh, Second Amendment Foundation's brief. I took a look at the Public Defender's brief that was unfiled, and we'll uh, probably have more uh, briefs as well to uh, take a look at. Plus, we're keeping you up to date on all of the legal action happening from uh, coast to coast outside of the uh, Supreme Court. And uh, gun control bills starting to drop in state legislatures. Pro-gun bills starting to drop, too, as well. We've got you covered there. Again, all at BarryAndArms.com. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here soon. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.